We are back. We are back. We are back. Shout out to the CIA. One love to the feminine, beautiful, inspirational ladies in the house. The FBI. How's everybody doing? The Godfather is back in the house. And the house is, of course, pick, pick, pickety, pick, pick, pack. How are we doing, everybody? Hope you had a good weekend. I know I did. Camera one. Camera two. Camera three, seems a little dark in here, but we're gonna get on to it. Uh, let's see, let's check the audio. How's the audio sounding? Make sure we have the, have the audio people come in here to readdress some of the audio issues that I've been having here as of late. Uh, yeah, invest in the business, baby. Sounds a little airy. So testing, testing. Sounds a little bit airy to me, so let's make sure we got that going right. Do 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 do. All right, so let's increase this. <clears throat> mm. All right, y'all ready? Ready, set, go. Oh, we don't want to be monitoring on that. We want to be monitoring on this. So, damn sure going to turn that down. All right, everybody. Uh, candle of the evening is Spiritual Santi. And it's from a, one of the oldest candle makers around. I don't even want to mess up the name. But I'm going to tell you, it is dope. Truly dope. Spiritus Santi. Uh, it's the name is how do you pronounce it? Starts with a C. The first word is a C, and the second word starts with a T. All right. Camera one. Camera who? Camera who? Let's stay on camera one. All right. Fragrance of the day. We're banging with fragrances too, man. Fragrance bangers started out with one of the OG high-end compliment monsters. Bodicea the Victorious, none other than Blue Sapphire. 
you can tell by the bottle this shit is expensive. Then we round it out with a fragrance that is leather, amber, vanilla, black cherry, hedonistic, jump up and kiss me. Oh my God. That stuff should be against the law. They also should be against the law how much they charge for that stuff too. But you want something that's worth it, you got to pay for a little bit of money sometimes. So, um, do this real quick. All right. Okay, so what's going on in the chat room? How's everybody doing tonight? Uh, as we get this up and running, let me go ahead and turn on the background music. Uh, as we start getting everything up. And I would be headed to New York City uh, this week, New York City, then rounded out going to Vegas and then popping over to LA or vice versa. So, yeah, it's going to be a heck of a week, man. Going to have a good time. Shout out to Rob Mack. He said $10 for thank you for. Uh, so, let me read through these real quick. Shout out to Derek. Uh, Derek Hollingsworth, appreciate it. Um, Michael Cousins, appreciate it, my friend. Harold came through. Blessing to you as a guy, no, no problem. Shout out to Melanie Theodore, double it up. Uh, we'd love, love you to speak on this as a traditional wife with a high-value husband. Cool. Uh, James Horton, how are you? Miss, what is it? Miss Crow? Okay. All right. I can't read through everything, man, but uh, black woman, what happens five years from now, in my opinion? I think most have done dating and I want to marry. Okay. Anyway, there are a lot of folks coming through here. Shout out to King Sean. Here's the thing, man. I got to get into the show. I got to get into the show. What started this out, but as it kind of pops up, I will uh, chime in. Um, what prompted this show was something I saw on a website called Jubilee. Jubilee is, I think they do interesting work. But there was a video on Jubilee that caught my attention. And I said, we got to talk about this. Uh, and funny thing is, I saw somebody on Jubilee who I've seen over here in, in these YouTube streets. So uh, the question is about... Well, you know what? Let's do it this way. Let's just do it this way. Let's go ahead and cue it up. Uh, 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 uh. Cue it up this way. All right, let's cue it up. Let's bring it in. And let's do it like this. And also, and now. All right, so for you, it is the ability to create life, and that's basically what makes you a woman. Femininity and womanhood is so much more than just, you know, getting dressed up and putting on makeup and just the way I feel. It's, it's who I am on a biological level. Men can be feminist. 
Three, two, one, go. I'm going to answer this question before they do. Yes, men can be feminists. I'm a feminist. In the truest sense of the word, women should have freedom, should have choice. That is what feminism was supposed to be. Women having the freedom to choose, not equality of outcomes. My question is, is feminism hurting or helping these days? Because as all the gains and strides that have been made in women's rights and everything else, okay, fine. But today women are more free. They're more educated. They make more money. All the stats are in. But it is fair to say that women are, without a shadow of a doubt, less happy than they have ever been. If you're the freest you've ever been and at least happy, how has feminism freedom helped you? Let's get it. I mean, I'm wearing a hoodie that says men can be feminists too. I feel like I have to be over here. I think most men that are feminists are like usually either lazy, virtue signaling, just want to see tips or action. Shout out to Rhonda Mary. Shout out to Sister Rhonda Mary. She came through the men who claim to be feminists now, the way I claim to be a feminist is to be uh, adversarial to the process. What she said is what I, a lot of people believe. A lot of you guys claiming to be feminists are just virtue signaling. You're virtue signaling and it's kind of lame, man. Knock it off. I think it depends on your definition of feminism. Like modern day feminism, I would say yes. Like traditional feminism, like advocating for you know, traditional femininity and non-discrimination in the workplace. Like, I think those things men can agree with. I see what you're saying when you're like, there's this performative feminism that a lot of guys do. So if a male feminist is like, oh, I only support like women and it's just only about that, but he's not even talking about how like feminism needs to support men or like trans people or whatever, then there is a performativeness. Once you guys understand what just happened, in the first sentence of feminism, they started putting in trans community. It's the first sentence. And I want you guys to understand that how much of this is likely going to start skewing the conversation. But we don't want to get off the task. I just want you guys to see what's going on. Do you think all feminists think the same? <laughs> they can't even agree on a definition. Yet we as men are supposed to be uh, understanding of them, but they're not are feminists. In the modern feminists, are they the least bit understanding of men? No, you hear these words like patriarchy and toxic masculinity and misogyn war and all these BS terms, but yeah, yeah, anyway, let's go. White feminist voices are too loud. Three, two, one, go. Pay attention. I somewhat agree, like, that white feminist voices are too loud, but then I think that they become really good at using black women or black faces when they want to, you know, push their movement further. I, I agree that it's probably not valid. Get the likes up. We should have over 2,500 likes before we do this.
Get him up. We're a thousand likes behind. Chat room shuts down next. Come on. And I think it probably needs to be more equal. I guess the reason why I'm at somewhat disagree is just because I'm hesitant to say that anyone speaking up for their views is too loud. I think that's fine, and I can definitely see what you're saying. I, I want you to focus in. She said, I'm hesitant to agree that white feminist voices are too loud because she is hesitant to say that anyone speaking up for their point of view is too loud. I wonder if you asked her about men's stuff, men's rights men's point of views, would she share that same opinion that men should be as loud as they need to be, like she says with Feminist Today? I just hate like when some of these movements use black women when it's convenient for them. There's not discussion about the Latinas, immigrant, how they're getting treated on the feminist movement. You know, it's always about either the pro-choice pro side or, or, or something else that it's more interesting to white. When you think of feminism, you usually think of a white lady. Um, and I think that's still perpetuated, even though there'd be like a lot of black women behind the scenes doing a lot of the heavy lifting and often are in a lot of civil rights movements. White women have certain rights they need through feminism as other people, but they're just always taken more seriously by everyone. Black women, how has feminism helped you? This is specifically for black women. Now, I'm talking about feminism across the board. For black women, how has feminism helped you? You weren't nowhere, you weren't oppressed by your men. We didn't have power over you. And just like Rhonda Mary said, you know, cool to have feminism, but you trot black women out to be front and center, loud, proud, strong for a cause. And what are the benefits you're getting? The more educated, the more you make, are you seeing the same relational benefits as other women who proudly claim feminism? I'll read off a list of public figures and you'll go to your left if you believe the person to be a feminist or the right if you don't think they're a feminist. Kim Kardashian. I wouldn't say that she isn't a feminist. I, I, I don't think that's her number one thing. She went from doing her show and the whole like sex scandal thing to like, you know, now she's working in law and civil rights and she's done the whole family thing. Ultimately, I think that Kim Kardashian is a woman that has like done what she's wanted to do. Amy Coney Barrett. Amy Coney Barrett, in my opinion, is like the epitome of a feminist. She's literally 
like a Supreme Court justice in like the highest court of the land. And she totally disproves the narrative that women have to choose between having a career and a family. I, I don't really agree with her a lot on her political stances, but I think more so as just being a role model for women to be on a level of the Supreme Court where it's primarily dominated by men. J.K. Rowling. Three years ago, I would have said yes, and there's still a lot of reasons I would. She was a single mom, she wrote all of the books, she became a billionaire. The reason I would say kind of no now is her just kind of weird anti-trans zealotry she's gotten involved in that kind of undercuts a lot of her other feminist stuff. I mean, I disagree. See, keep notice how they keep throwing in feminism with alternative. Is this? All right, I I'm gonna leave it there. That just for the fact that she expresses her own opinions and now people like literally crucified her and, and really wanna like put her under and undermine everything she has done, you know? It's just she has such a big platform that when you're talking like this very extreme stuff about a marginalized group, that's really the issue. Why should we? Remember this, the, 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 the brunette woman said that she doesn't think that you should have any limit on how vocal you about your own position. But here's, here's this guy saying that J.K. Rowling needs to have limits on how she speaks because of the work she's done to build a platform. How many times do people come over here and tell me how I should be using the platform? This is a one-way conversation. When, you, when, they, when someone does not agree with you, you want to limit their speech and say how they should or should not be able to use the platform that they built. Even like with a platform, be forced to align with the mainstream narrative of what it means to be a woman and a feminist. Like why can't her own personal journey be enough? It's, it really comes down to not that it's an opinion, it's that she's spreading a lot of dangerous misinformation. But based on what, though? Get it, Rhonda. agree with it? No, it's scientific facts. Like, she's just talking about stuff that's incorrect. And her ideas about trans men have affected legislation that harms trans men getting the resources they need. Feminism keeps going to trans. Rhonda was getting, Rhonda was asking some of the questions I would have loved to ask. Trans women are women. Three, two. This is a question that women, you guys, ladies, you better understand what's going on. Because, like I said, I'm a feminist. I believe in choice. But now we have trans, now we have someone, I don't know how that works. Now you have someone who was born male at birth that can undergo this thing but now they can compete are y'all not seeing where women are female records are being broken world records I mean where's the line and I'm going to tell you from a man's standpoint uh, there's a very clear line from, for men no you're not if you're asking our opinion, most guys are going to say you're not. 
That's you ask the opinion. So you need to be willing to hear the opinion. If you were born a female or you were born a male and later on in life, you need to, well, anyway, yeah. One, go. Interesting question. I think we're all just positioned here based on our political um, beliefs and as for how we see um, the LGBTQ. I mean, I think it's also split between, I mean, all the men are on this, that side and all the women are on this side. I know, being a woman, that there are certain things that we have to deal with as women that people who are not, you know, biologically women don't have to deal with. I mean, we have to like deal with having our periods and go through that really awkward stage when we're 13 and people who are, you know, trans women don't have to go through that. Trans women live their entire lives. First of all, I, I find it, this is when they bring out the black man. They would never bring a black man like me out. You're gonna bring out a black man, you're gonna have him advocating for something that probably most of us have issue with. But I also want you to understand how the woman who was saying, and everybody should have their voices, when we have to talk about these issues, even she had to tiptoe around the language. We're getting to some really dangerous places to where only one side of the coin can be right. And if you have the nerve to have an opinion, here comes cancel culture. Again, we're supposed to be talking about feminism. Feminism is what the topic is. How much have we got into women's choice in a, in a conversation about feminism? As women, they don't turn it off. It's not something that they're turning off. And then to come up to them and say, oh, yeah, I see you're doing this, but you're not a woman. You know, it's kind of how, how do you live your life as a woman? Because so, every single time so, somebody says that, it's, they, they name it. the most stereotypical things. It's like putting on a dress, putting on makeup. It's biological. I was so born a woman. I can't, I can't be a man. So I can't be a man no matter how much I try. I can't be you. And it's just, you know, chromosomes and that's it. Are the differences just chromosomes, just having children? That's like so hurtful and discriminatory against women because femininity and womanhood is so much more than just, you know, getting dressed up and putting on makeup and just the way I feel. It's, it's who I am on a biological level. Right, so for you, it is the ability yes. to create life, Absolutely. and that's basically what makes you a woman. Oh my God, I that's the perfect question. You, the perfect, yes, absolutely, yes. Yes, absolutely, yes. Ye yes, yes! Thank you. And look, they got the guy, and they got the brother up here advocating for the women, like, wait a minute, hold on. So you can just decide anytime you want to. And then when she start making a point, when Rhonda start making a point, then all of a sudden he want to assert his masculinity. Man, and over talking her. Can't over talk her, man. But yeah, she gonna catch him in a twist. What makes you a man? Or would you consider yourself a man? I probably should. Yeah, I, I'm I, a, I, I was born a man. <laughs> what makes you a man? What makes you a man? Oh! <laughs> <laughs> oh, I felt that one in my guts. I felt that in my gut. And 
I behave as a man. I carry so myself society as a man. So what would I have to do to be a man, a man like you? So, I want to be a so, man now. So we, we can both agree that our society has things that men generally do, things that women generally do, right? If you start to fall on one side of the spectrum versus the other side of the spectrum, then you're going to be treated as that gender. I think it's a little obscure that we're looking at it as such a basic requirement, more so that, I mean, humans are much more evolved than any other animals, so why are we still using just the requirement of well, if that person has a penis, he's a male, or that person has a vagina, they're a female. I think you're a masculine woman or a feminine man. That doesn't make you that gender. And to try to like deny just basic biological facts, we all learn this in high school. Like, let's stop acting like it's something new and different now because it's like the hip thing to say. I think there's like a lot of conflating of being female versus being a woman. Being female is chromosomal, it's what you're born as. Being a woman is a societal construct. They can align. You couldn't make this stuff up. Again, we're going back to feminism and now how we're going to rejigger everything to what? To what? To make sure everybody's happy, no one's offended. Can't even have a conversation about feminism. See, that's what I want you to understand. This conversation between men and women, male and female, about the subject of feminism has now morphed into what? If it was men and women, a binary conversation, now what, men are supposed to have a conversation about? Are you trying to get, yeah, do y'all not see? How is this helping? Relationships. Like yours obviously all align. Um, like you pointed over here, you're like all the men over here. The first 30 years of my life, I was a woman. I transitioned. It's a disconnect with who, what you're born as and what you feel you should so be. See, that was supposed to be his high joker move. That was supposed to be him dropping out. You, you said the men are over here and the women over here, but first 30 years, I was born a man. I was born a woman. So that was supposed to be the checkmate. I think this is a disingenuous conversation that J Jubilee had. Don't like the setup. And, I, and here's the thing. I'm starting to see more people have conversations about this, which you can do that, but you don't ever want to talk to the men. The men who still think like men and want to see there's only one part of the conversation that's shut out. It's us. I'm even seeing people who are start. Well, anyway, yeah, well, only one part of the conversation is shut out. Under dysphoria. Yes. Okay. I can believe it. I 100% could believe it. Yeah. Yeah. Gender dysphoria is a real thing. But again, we're talking about an, a, a, a small percentage of people. No different than we talk about. Um, obesity and being overweight and, and we started talking about people who have a thyroid issue. It's not the norm. If it was just like, I just wanted to be a masculine woman, then sure, that's easy to do. But that didn't work. I'm not going to say I'm male. I wasn't born with XY. That'll never change. And no trans person will ever tell you they're biologically born that way. Because if anyone knows anything about 
biology. It's trans feminism. People. That's why they have to get hormones. We're not talking about trans. We're talking about feminism. And it doesn't take away your womanhood if someone else is a different type of woman. It's a different experience that shouldn't make you feel less. Am I missing something? Or vice versa. Do you all feel like the feminist movement should be fighting for trans women um, within that movement? I mean, it should be fighting for everyone's genders, whether they're trans women, trans men, cis women, cis men, or non-binary people. That's just part of feminism. So now feminism has gone from women's choice to fighting for any sort of gender expression or sexuality. See, here's the thing. You can't even have this conversation because if you're not over on that side, I have seen people who are so pre-offended to where even when you're trying to sit down and have the conversation, you get caught up in this tar baby of terms where you, that resists classification. Ladies, feminism, female choice, we have fully spent 50% of this conversation talking about something else, but I'm talking about feminism. Feminism today, is it helping or hurting relationships between men and women? Whatever you, if you choose to identify differently, you're going to be in the minority. I'm talking about in the majority, in the main. How is this dialogue helping you get the outcomes so many of you ladies say you want. Because especially in the black community, many black women identify as feminist. Especially before the last five years, the last 10 years. In the 90s, early 2000s, black women were identifying as feminist uh, left and right. Now there's sort of a stigma around it because of... Uh, some of the uh, misandry that is propagated by so many women. But my question is, like Rhonda Mary said, I hope she's not, I don't know if she's in the chat room. Like she said, you look at the civil rights movement and the gains made in the civil rights movement in the 60s and what was used to pretty much blunt it. The ERA, National Organization for Women and the Feminism Movement, was used to blunt the civil rights movement. Now, black women, where are you at? Standing out front, fighting everybody else's battles, Joe Biden and everybody else. And, you know, this is not I don't want to get too political, but do you not understand that this is not how is it helping you get the outcome you want in your individual life? I don't think so. I think it defeats the entire movement. Every feminist should be pro-choice. Three, two, one, go. I consider myself to be a pro-life feminist, and I think that the idea that um, we can tell women that they can't identify as feminists unless they say that they're pro-choice goes totally against everything that feminism stands for. I agree with that, and I think there's actually something that's beautiful about womanhood and women in general, and something that kind of shows ways that modern feminism has kind of been a little exclusionary because women come from all different backgrounds and thought processes and I think we should support the freedom 
of choice, the freedom of speech, regardless of the lifestyle that that woman wants to choose. If you personally feel you're pro-life, that's fine. Feminism as a movement should be pro-choice to allow anyone to choose whatever path they want to have, whether they want to have children or not have children or have abortions or whatever. But if feminism is pro-life, then you've blocked one group of people from choosing whether they want to have abortions or their own family planning. One of the pushbacks that I would just love to give is I believe that abortion is wildly discriminatory against women and against people with disabilities. Baby girls are aborted at a higher rate, which is so sexist. And so I truly don't think that you can. Did you hear that? That is such a stupid point. That's like the wage gap. You take one factor and make it true. Multivariate analysis, and that's when you start having these questions and conversations. But my question to the, is, is to, the, to the women in general, black women in particular, you're being made to fight, you're being asked to fight everybody's cause. And you're, and you're, and you're giving your life for it. You're giving your, your, your youth, your creativity, your emotional, your emotions, your affection to your job and to everyone else's cause. And when you are, when they're done with you, what do you think? You're going to just turn back around and we're, men are just going to welcome you back? You've given your best for, to, to what? What are you getting for this? Life is about a negotiation. And here's the thing. Feminism, in my opinion, has gone so far off track. Women have choice. Now you're trying to you're trying to manufacture issues to continue the fight. This is why we're all the way down this path of talking about, you know, prenatal deletions being sexist. What's the French toast? I mean, come on. You couldn't make this stuff up. No, you couldn't make this stuff up. You can't make this stuff up. Be a feminist who is pro-choice because these are discriminatory practices. So I am pro-choice. Um, I feel like somebody should have whatever type of choice that they want to make. They should have an equal say as far as, hey, this is my body. I want to be able to have an abortion or just as equally, I want to say, I'm going to have this baby. So, um, and I do believe it's 100% up to the woman. A feminist should probably be more aligned with giving someone their own choice. Menstrual products should be free. Three, two, one, go. Just being able to provide, um, for example, on the low income school, you know, there's a lot of girls that cannot afford them. You know, and they're ashamed to ask for it. I mean, I, I personally believe that anything that you didn't, I guess, ask for, like menstrual cycles or even, I mean, if you get into healthcare, I think that's, that should all be added on. I believe that everyone should be compensated for their labor, and I believe that creating and producing menstrual products, it's a service and that people should get paid. Well, nobody's saying that they won't get paid because, like you said, you were born a woman, 
you didn't ask to have periods, so now you have to go out and pay taxes on, you know, you have to pay more taxes than exactly. I do because I don't have to buy don't have to tampons, buy tampons or yeah. whatever, yeah. Is this like a pandemic of women like bleeding through their clothes or something? Because I've worked with low You hear all this bullshit these people are talking about? Oh, if you're poor and it's embarrassing, well, I believe you shouldn't be discriminated against. Well, I think everyone should get paid for their labor. Well, just because you're a woman, you should not feel obligated to do it such and so forth. And she's like, uh, where are what world y'all living in? This is a college conversation. And a lot of people walking around today are living first world lives in stuck in philosophy 101. If you've never taken, if you went to college, on-campus college, and you lived on campus and you took philosophy, it was probably one of the most insightful, frustrating classes you've ever taken. But anybody who's taken philosophy, one, two, and three, you realize that that's enough. Because you'll never answer the question. You're just supposed to refine why you think what you do and move on. But there are people who are still on college campuses today, still trying to determine what it all depends on what the definition of it is, is that happens often. This is this philosophical question gone off the rails. And thank you for Rhonda Mary for sitting back saying, uh, what are y'all talking about? Is this where is this where is this an issue? We got to get back to reality. Again, this was supposed to be about feminism. Income families. This is never an issue I've ever heard other than on social media. Now, are there instances or may there be statements in people's lives where they need like like things or they need help or they need the community to get behind them? Absolutely. Now, are there instances or may there be segments in people's lives where they need like like things or they need Shout help or they need the community to get behind them? Absolutely. But I don't think it's this huge crisis that everybody is making it out to be. I just have not seen it. Every woman should be a feminist. Three, two, one, go. Once again, I feel like that kind of goes against everything that feminism stands for by saying that a woman has to think a certain way. Every woman should be a feminist instead of every woman has to be a feminist. It's kind of why I went to the strongly agree. Yes, you should be a feminist if you're a woman because you should want equal rights. Going back, I think people have really misinterpreted the, the word feminism, you know, but most women should be. Feminist, but they are. I think to me they are. I don't know any woman that it's not a feminist. But they don't call themselves it because of the extreme feminism. Like for example, I like to serve my husband. You know, that's something I like. That doesn't make me not a feminist. That's who I am. He likes to do other things like change my tires. I will never do that. That doesn't mean I'm not a feminist, you know? And that is officially a wrap, you guys. Oh, wow. Okay, so my question to the audience is, 
Do you feel like you know anything? Any? Do you feel like you know any more than you did when you first sat down? Ladies, how is this helping you? To the women who want, who say you want men, who want to be married, want kids, want to work with a man, build with a man, whatever your particular, well, your verbiage is. How can you be a feminist and then still want, how is feminism helping families? Because what I'm hearing is a world where everything's okay. I saw I saw a stream the other day, and I'm going to talk about this topic: the freedom to fail. Well, Obsidian often talks about this: the price of freedom. Freedom comes with responsibility, and we have taken failure and made it to where yeah, it's not so bad. A lot of people are failing in life. I failed. You know, the funny thing that when I was failing at life, it didn't feel good. It didn't feel good, and the and some of the pain of that loss serve as motivation for me to get the French toast up and go. But today we got people nesting in mediocrity to where now we're arguing about what? How is this helping? And black women in particular, how is this helping you? So when you're talking about, you know, being put out front like Stacey Abrams and a lot of other women who are just put out front to do everybody else's bidding. And then when they're all said and done, when you're dried up, used up, no longer of any use, then what do they have for you? Not a damn thing. I'm going to open up the call line because I want to hear from the women. How is feminism helping you? How is this helping you? Because I don't believe it is. I don't believe it is in the least little bit, but let's get it. <laughs> let's do it this way. Take a slight intermission here and come back. Thank you. 
Testing, testing, one, two, testing. Hey, Chanel, how you doing, girl? Oh, we got the audio set up, so that'll be that camera goes at the next time. PhD, but you can't find the man. So my question to the ladies, I've asked this on, on, on Instagram. How is feminism? You're free. You you have reproductive choice. You have right to vote. You can go. You can do whatever you want. That being said, do you want to be with a man and make babies and live a, and live a, a a life that what you have somebody to charter your life with? Black women in particular. Listen to me. Listen. Well, I'm not your enemy. High value man ain't your problem. Feminism is your problem. And until you guys recognize, wrestle with the fact that you were used for someone else's benefit and come back to the table and sit down and talk to the men because we're your only men. You won't be able to take advantage of what's coming, what's next. Um, and what's coming next? Here's what's coming next. Here's what's coming next. The great resignation is what I'm talking about uh, Wednesday. How women across the country, 22 million jobs will quit in two months. And I am, ta- I am seeing more non-black women with, who have quit their jobs and they're working either for their man, their husband, or with their boyfriend and smiling. I want black women to really understand where you're going. The reason why the great resignation is happening and you are going to be overrepresented in the workforce. What's coming down the line? You may get a token raise. They may offer you five, six percent more, maybe even a 10 percent raise. And it ain't because they think you're special. It's because you're all that's left. But especially if you're in California, Chicago, Miami, New York City, the inflation is up year over year. Ladies, understand something. If you're not getting at least a 7% raise, you're losing money every year. It used to be 3%. What are you guys going to do? I need to get on. Hello? Uh, Hi, how are you? Melina? Melanie? Yeah. Hi, how are you? Hi, Ken. How old are you? Okay. Uh, what? Okay, what do you got for me? Uh, 
Okay. And why is that? Are you married or are you single? Okay. Go ahead. Well, yeah. Of course. There you go, you thirsty mother suckers. They're like black and Greek. There you go. She ain't yours. Go ahead. Any kids? Does he watch my program? Okay, and refresh our memory. How old again? Okay, so you've been with your husband pretty much your adult life. Okay, well, go ahead. I mean, I'm I'm with it. And let me make an announcement. Let me say something real quick. Hold on. Let me say something real quick. And guys, you need to understand something. When you're with somebody, uh, I, I see it. She's 27 years old. Married, her husband's and he's a high value man making well into six figures. She's saying she was in her culture, she was pretty much raised to be a wife, and they've been together eight years. Yeah, no, so that's what no. I'm, I'm, re I'm refreshing the audience because the audio was off. But oh, when you, when, when, that's okay, I'll, I'll let you know when to come in. But when you're with somebody early on and it tends to not be a toxic situation, you will always end up. My ex wife, shout out to my ex, you know. She's married again, but we're still cool people because we knew each other from when we were little. Look, man, we are not adversarial. Black people, we are not broken. We just got to decide to make relationship the number one priority over right. these goddamn well, see, jobs. Go ahead, man. Go ahead. Well, see, I'm, I'm half black too. Well, I mean, I, I get it, you know, like I know seeing, but my mom, she is black. But she submitted to my dad, you know. Is your father black or is your mother black? My mom is black. She's a black woman, but she okay. submitted, mm -hmm. you know, but, you know, and that's, you don't really see that. Like, I don't know, like even uh, two of my, my aunts, you know, her sister. That's what I was going to ask. What about your aunts? <laughs> yeah, no, my, her her sister. Like I said, I, I am still half white. So, you know. Okay, did but, did uh, your hold on? I need I want to ask a question. Did your aunt are your aunts married? No. Okay, have your aunts had relationships in your lifetime? Yes. Have they been with black men? Yes. Did did they submit to those black men? No. Did they date non-black men? Yes. Did they? How did they? Did they submit to those men? No, I it, like it. Literally, they like the way that my mom acts versus her sisters is so different. Where's your mother in the birth order? She's the youngest, so she got to see everyone and how it went. You know. Okay. All right. Well, that okay. So. Um, what would you like the audience to know? Because your aunt, see, it's it's not uncommon for one, one when there are multiple daughters, it's not uncommon for one 
especially in our community, to get it, and the other ones don't. But they were all taught the same things. Well, it's it's all of them, though. It's all of them. Like, my mom is one of eight, and she's the only one that's been married 30 years. Well, so I said it's not uncommon for one oh, to yeah, get yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. So what I'm saying is, how old is your mother? She is 52. Okay. It's, so your mother is my Generation X. These yes. Generation X women learn the same stuff baby boomer women did. Mm -hmm. Baby boomer women who would be your grandmother's age were taught by, would have been my grandmother's generation. Uh, right. Okay, so the baby boomer women, if they chose to, they taught their daughters, but their daughter decided what to do. They taught Generation X women what to do. Your mother just followed the cheatings and she taught it to you. And you could just, uh, that's what freedom is. You can choose to follow or not. But the other women yeah. sound like they're unmarried. But my, but my mom, she was kind of like anti-feminism a little bit, you know, because she was like, she taught me that I needed, like, I just don't, I hear a lot of women when they think of, being married, they're like, I don't want to be a slave. And it's like, it's not being a slave. It's mm -hmm. taking care of somebody you love. You're taking care of your family. I don't see it as being a slave. Well, like, yes, I well, want my family to be happy and have a good meal. I want them to be taken care of and have clean clothes. Like, why would you not do that for someone you love? It's not well, being a slave. Hold on. Okay, okay. That's what you say. But because you were, you're in the Black community, is that what is preached? No, it's definitely not. And that's why I'm saying that feminism is like in the actual definition, I'm a feminist. Like I want us to be equal, but at the same time, we're not equal because like, so um, back when we, my husband and I were first together, he used to do the hard jobs, you know, like now he does good, you know, but he used to do the hard jobs, the concrete construction. He used to do a regular construction. I, there's no way I could have been in that job, you know. Are you going to have children? You have more than more children? Yes, yes. Uh, we're actually yeah. trying. Do you have a son or a daughter? We have a daughter. We would like to have a, a couple of boys, you know. How old is your daughter? She's actually, she's five, but she'll okay. be six this year. So are you training your daughter to be a wife? Yes. Um, okay. I'm teaching her how to cook. I'm teaching her how to clean. I'm telling her how to do the things, but that's how it was for me. Okay. Uh, like I was raised ironing the clothes and everything. Okay. You know? Do you have any sisters? No. Do you have any brothers? I have a brother. And what, is he married? No, he's younger. I have a younger brother. Okay. All right. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you very yeah, much. Thank you. Awesome. Bye-bye. So guys, what I'm ultimately saying is, you know, a lot of women will say, I didn't learn this growing up. Well, if, if you're a Generation X, you saw it. Whether you learned it, you saw it. If you're over 40, you saw it. And if you're over 40, unmarried, it's because you rebelled. You chose not to do what other groups of women did. And now millennial women, unfortunately, some of you millennial women, you may have saw it if your mom's an older Gen X or an early baby boomer. A lot of millennials' parents are baby boomers too. 
So I take that back. If you're over 35, you saw it. So what comes next? Why is this important? Uh, ladies, hit the link. If you don't want to be on camera, all you do have to do is ask to not be on camera. Yeah, that was all in that lady's chesticles. That's why I moved my picture over there. That was a married woman, y'all. Come on now. She was married. Okay? Have a little decorum. <laughs> Come on, man. But um, look. What was I talking about? Oh, the great resignation. Why is it that so many women I asked, would you be willing to quit and, and follow your man? I have talked to more people about this topic in the last month. More women. The only way you're going to be able to get out of corporate America, ladies, is with a man. You don't make enough money. I mean, if, and honestly, maybe I'll get somebody financial. Pocket watch with JT. Holler at me. I want you guys to listen to me. If you're like the average woman and you're earning around average money, anywhere from fifty to seventy-five thousand dollars, that's above average money, okay? Fifty to seventy-five. If you got fifty, a hundred, two hundred, three hundred, four hundred, five hundred thousand dollars worth of student loan debt, consumer debt, car, you will never pay that off in your lifetime. Knock it off. It is time for so many of our women to grow up and recognize that. The great resignation is here to stay. Companies have learned their profits haven't gone down. Employees are happier and they're lowering their costs. Manhattan will never go back to being what it was. You don't have to leave Connecticut, New Jersey, Philadelphia, or, or the tri-state area to commute into Manhattan to sit in an office for eight, 10 hours. People are saying, I would rather stay in Connecticut and, and work remotely. And it's not looked down upon. So if you're still, many of you women, many black women are still working like the pandemic never happened. You're actually working harder because you're working from home because you are still living on fear, survival. I got, imagine if, if our women actually approached men the way they with the same reverence and fear they approach their jobs with I got to do what I got to do to keep this man happy in this situation and happy because if I don't I can't pay my bills the only the women who will be left in the workplace will be single women single women and unskilled women Used to be you could get to an age to where you'd sit back and like, oh, you ain't married and over 30. The stigma of being single, unmarried over 30, in, in there like it used to be with women, it's coming back. They're like, oh, you still working? Oh, what does that mean? <laughs> that means she ain't married. Thank you, Jack. Appreciate it. Jack said this is for Men's Week. Shout out to Miss Crow T. I don't know how to pronounce your name. Miss Crow, hey. Uh, uh, both says, shout out for five dollars for making it G-rated. Um, you either you're married or a feminist. You pick one. You can't serve two gods. Thank you. Shout out to a free world getting stranger and stranger, but stay on your purpose. Rhonda Ripley vibes from Alien. I mean, Rhonda did her damn thing, man. 
They search high and low for a black man like this and shove a camera in his face to make us look bad. Yeah. Hey, Jubilee, stop putting black men out there to look like punks. There are plenty of black men you can reach out to who have platforms. But this is why I there's always work at the post office. They won't come over here and talk to the men. They are trying to push a narrative that black men are just whatever goes, whatever, 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 whatever. What? No. Shout out to Rhonda Mary. Hey, y'all. Thank you, Kevin. Uh, if you think that was crazy, imagine everything edited out. Can you come up, Rhonda? You don't have to be on camera. Can you come up? There's the link is posted in the chat room. Look, man. This is a men's channel. I speak to men's issues across the board, but I am black, so I'm still going to speak because I know most black men want a black woman, but you must be a woman. You must be an affectionate, a fit, feminine, friendly, cooperative, submissive, affectionate, genuine woman. It's the mindset. It's the mindset, self-awareness and mindset. So just like men have to go to high value academy or man school, many of you ladies, are you willing to go to wife school? Because if you can't get a husband, you are going to die alone. I don't care how cute you are. You know how many women here in Atlanta I see who are eights, nines, or adjustable sixes, eights, nines, really attractive women, single as hell. Because the mindset is not set up for relationship long term. So, gentlemen, one of the best things that we can do as a man, you really want forget buying a, a fancy car. If you can, if you, if the average woman is earning, if seventy four percent of black women earn less than fifty thousand dollars a year, right? And on Instagram. I did this the other day. I want, I want, you, I want y'all to see what I did on Instagram. Uh, maybe you guys dig it. Uh. What's going on? What's going on? What is going on, man? Nieces and nephews, camp folks and cousins. It's chilly out here in the A. It's chilly out here in the A. I don't know how many of you guys watched this week, which was men's week, and it was a good week. Content. Talk to men about starting strong, making a decision, and when you start winning. But one of the conversations I wanted to kind of build on is, uh, I said it, that marriage today is increasingly become for guys who have money. Women may want to dispute that in theory, but in practice, uh, men know it to be true. So what are you going to do if the concept that I talked about is a 1099 girlfriend? If you've ever had a 1099 job where you went to work as a Kelly, Kelly Temporary Services, Manpower, 1099, you went to work there. 
You you and and, and they paid you. That you got paid through the temporary company. If you've hired a contractor, you've hired a, somebody to cut your yard. Ten ninety nine. You don't want a wife. You don't want a sugar baby. Get your ten ninety nine girlfriend. And imagine if you if you are actually a man, and if the average of seventy four percent of black women earn less than fifty thousand dollars. If you can mess around and put together $30,000 annually to hire a woman to be your girlfriend, <laughs> oh boy, pay her $10.99 like you file your own taxes and shit. Go ahead. $10.99, a man. Go look at that $10.99 girlfriend. The point of the matter is, look, people are, people are starting to recognize after the pandemic People worldwide, in this in general, the country in particular, are realizing that life is not about these long work hours and these corporate conditions that don't make you happy, climbing a corporate ladder. It is about relationships. The great global reset is happening. In general, Monice, you need to unmute yourself. And in in, in the black community, you can't take advantage of it if you're not if you don't have a man. Hello? How old are you? Uh, is there a reason you're not on camera? Okay. That's okay. That's okay. Uh, go ahead. What do you got for me? The um, feminist movement, I feel like they really don't have anything to fight for um, anymore, and they're just using it to further the um, LGBTQ movement because that entire video from Jubilee was just focused on trans rights. And, tra and personally, as a woman, a natural born woman, I feel like trans rights sometimes step over women's rights. Mm-hmm. So. Well, I want you guys to understand something. I don't even want to use the language, but it's probably going to get limited. But if you were born female, let's say, let's say male or female, if you were born female, now you have people who can, who were not necessarily born female, who can become a gender identified, right? Mm -hmm. That they count as a double, they count as a double minority. See, yeah. Title IX and affirmative action is what undid the black community, because black women in the nineties got a larger share of the benefits of affirmative action because they counted as a double minority. And men were locked, effectively locked out of corporate America. Let's say you had one job in corporate America for an account executive, and you had an equally college-educated black man and a black woman. Companies got an additional bonus for hiring the woman. Yeah. And men were told to just lump it. Now you got to see what it, now women are starting to say, well, you're going to get a, it's not the same thing, but the parallel is there. It's an inequity. Yeah, I see what you're saying. It's basically like writing over the women just the same way they were trying to write over the men in the past. Mm -hmm. And soon they're just going to, it's just going to be one gender. It's basically where they're trying to take this whole thing where they, I know they do. So they're saying stuff like men can have babies too. And it's just, it's just confusing. I feel like the next generation, because I'm technically a Gen Z, I believe. So the next generation that's going to come after that, it's just going to confuse them and warp their minds when this is natural science, you know? 
Well, the question, the, the whole point is, who's asking for this? I mean, peanut butter jelly good. Peanut butter mayonnaise different, but not necessarily better. Who's asking for that? That's what I'm asking. That's what I'm asking black women in particular. I, I'm concerned about relationships because my guys don't relationships. So I'm starting to ask the women, what do y'all want? Because let everybody else pair up and choose up and whatever. But if you want to be with a man and you want to be a wife and have a, and have a family, you're going to have to be of service because I am not asking men to take bad deals. You got to give men what they want. Mm-hmm. So how, you said you're holding in 22? Yes. Do you want to be married one day? Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. Well, come back on Wednesday. Cause I got a, I got something else I want to put on Wednesday. Have a good day. I don't want to put you on the spot right now. But you too. Thank you. So understand. I I know many men who say I will go get a part time job to to if to be able to afford to have my woman come work for me. Men that I'm talking about are territorial, and if. The fear of loss. When this reset happens, because inflation is up, rents are up, it is costing women more to be single. 7% energy cost in New York City up 7%. Groceries. No one's been given a 7% raise. Matter of fact, usually every year, your pay has been static. That means every year you're losing money. Come back on Wednesday when I do this, uh, the great resignation 2.0 and this inflation, I'm going to bring in some stuff from the minority mindset with Jaspreet Singh. Yeah, man, because look, we black women, you better recognize, just like Rhonda said, Y'all are the ones being put out there like crash test dummies for everybody else, fighting everybody else's cause. You're going to be the one left holding the bag. Hold on. Left holding the bag. You're going to be mad as a motherfucker, too. It's cold in New York City. I'm headed to New York City, baby. New York City, then Beverly Hills, then Biggest Vegas. Uh, Rhonda, I mean, I'm going to get to Miss Pink. Oh. Deja Pink. Dacia. You know, mute yourself. Hey, how old are you? All right, what do you got for me? To your live, like maybe thirty minutes ago, but um, I just wanted to pretty much just let you know that your content on Instagram, YouTube, I feel like um, it has definitely 
helped me in like many different ways, like attitude wise, you know, expanding my thinking as far as it goes with relationships and just pretty much like how guys think. And it just kind of like, let me know that um it's not all about females. It's not all about what we want. We are very, we do feel like we're very entitled to a lot of things. And, you know, pretty much, I just kind of feel like, um, everything that you pretty much say, and I, the only reason as to why I wanted to kind of, you know, tell you, um, over your Zoom is because I was talking to my sister about it earlier, you know, cause I don't, I'm not going to really like get into the story too, too much because it's just kind of like a little too long, but pretty much I feel like if more women was kind of open to hearing what it is that you have to say and accepting that you are a man, and this is coming from probably how a lot of men think I kind of feel like we would be better off in a relationship, especially black women. Yeah. Well, we're going to talk about that more. When you talk to women who may disagree, just ask them about the outcomes they want and who's right. helping them get that. Because, you know, my tone is what it is. Uh, I'm a man. I'm only going to moderate so much. Hold on. Hey, Rhonda, how are you? Hey, good. How are you? I'm good. Uh, hold on, uh, Daisy. What in the French toast did I watch? Oh my goodness, Kevin. It was crazy. Oh my it God. Was crazy. And just imagine all the people that were like eating me up in the Jubilee uh, comment section. The This mentality is running rampant. And the fact that so many people are trying to make me think that I am like loony, like crazy for mm -hmm. acknowledging just pure biology is ridiculous and baffling to me. Well, see, since my platform has grown, I have to be strategic about who I respond to. Uh, I can't quote unquote punch down. It's a bad look. But Jubilee, The Cut, those kind of platforms are pushing stuff that just, like you said, where are these issues at? Y'all are talking about these fringe issues. I literally but told them this whole like tampon issue. I literally said, I was like, feminism is running out of things to talk about. Like at this mm -hmm. point, y'all are running out of things to champion where the only thing you have left to talk about is free tampons. And mm -hmm. I'm probably one of the only people in that room that has directly worked with the communities that they're talking about. They pretend that they advocate for. And it's like, y'all love putting black people as the face of, it's like, woe is me. Oh, the black woman needs us. Let me, let me ask I you something. Let me, let me ask you something. Yeah, the, the, the savior, the white savior yeah. complex. But let me ask you yeah. something. There was a, there was a black male there. Yes. When you said that, what was his uh, response retort? Or did he say anything about, the putting the, a black face on feminism. What did, did he have anything he to say? They, I don't even think he, no, he didn't even respond to that particular question. And he was very, I was a little surprised, but then it made sense as far as like, you know, just kind of what Jubilee and that type of platform tries to do. It makes sense that you would pick two black people that would have opposing views. And then I never expected all of the men are trying to acting like they are experts on womanhood compared to the three actual biological women standing on the other side of the room. 
Well, you, well, you know, over here, oftentimes women are expects on manhood. And, and that's why my platform has been so, you know, shocking. But I think it's interesting that they put you there and then they put a black man there who your views are opposite. The only thing they could have done to make it even more stereotypical is if he was LGBTQ. But I think the reason they did that was because he that was already represented. But what we don't see almost anywhere is heterosexual, traditional-minded black men. There's a show, everybody, called The Walking Dead. And it's been on for 12 seasons. And there was, a for the first four years, there was this long-running debate. Why can't black men be strong leaders in these shows, you rarely see a black male lead that's in charge in business, traditional, dominant, and wanted sexually. He always has to be demurring in some kind of way. And that guy was just, I think I'm like virtue signaling. Uh, that was an understatement for what I heard from him. It's another question that I asked him and they edited this out. At one point, I literally had to ask him, if there's a bump in the night, who goes down, you or your lady? And he's mm -hmm. like, well, I think it would depend on like, was she trained in military weapons? I'm like, dude, statistically, most women date men or with men that they feel can protect them. Like now at this point, y'all just talking, like y'all are literally just saying stuff. It's like anything that I tried to say of logic, they were going to try to come with some catchy way to just oppose what I was saying, even if it made no sense. See, that's that panda bear shit. And I, like I said, sometimes when people go to college and, and did you take a philosophy class? Did you go to college? Yes, I did. You know, people who took philosophy and they spend too much damn time in philosophy. If you got to say it depends, Negro, it depends was just another way of saying uh, I don't want to come out and sound like a man because I'm going to dudes like that make me sick, honestly, because all they're really trying to do is those are the very dudes that be trying to holler and slide and get in your drawers after the camera's off. That's called dirty macking as far as I'm concerned. And that's what I said. I said most of these guys that, and don't get me wrong, like, I mean, I believe that in relation to most men, black men are pretty, like, generally, like, laid back men. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. very open to their women just kind of having some freedom, space, like, of course, like, equality and all these other things. Raised by Big Mama, yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, but, like, a lot of these men that proudly go around talking about their feminists, are a lot of times actually, I think, you know, very sexist about how they think about women and are oftentimes like users, either virtue. Yeah. Fuck boys. Right. Yes. It's big yes. on me. It makes me think of that guy that dated um Amber Rowe at the time and he went to the the slut walk with her. Yeah. And then he it's dumped her and like moved on. It's like how many times guys will come out and denounce me. And I'm like, I see what you're doing, man. You're just doing the old dirty macking thing. No, no, I'm more you girls. Stretch marks are for, for real men. Next thing you know, you're cheating on your wife and carrying on. Thing. Come on, man. Come on. We see you. We see you. I'm at least tell you what I believe. And I, I, I see. <laughs> I take a shot. <laughs> 
Uh, uh, well, it's true, though. It is. I mean, but it's not just one person. This is pandering to women has been is, is a is a sure path to money. That's what has been taught. And, and black women in particular, you need to understand people think you're dumb when you have West Virginia type white boys calling you queen on TikTok and y'all give them a million followers and money. Come on, man. But here's something. When you finally shot at him and said, okay, how can I be a man like you or something along the lines? I was like, oh, I would have loved to hear that whole exchange. When you asked him that, he was kind of left flat footed. What, right. Can you tell us about that exchange? He couldn't give an answer. It was just going to be some very stereotypical. And you notice the first thing he said was, I was born a man. Like he literally <laughs> didn't even realize. It didn't even program to him that he said that. But when we said it, it was like, well, it has to be more than just the way you were born. It's like y'all have no consistent thought process. It's just all regurgitated. Something you got off your hipster, like whatever you watch. On hipster. TV, mm-hmm. It's not real. It's not real. Were you ever, you were on, I've seen you around, were you on O'Shea's platform or Obsidian's platform? Yes. yes I've done um, stuff with O'Shea. I think I've done some stuff with Obsidian too. Well, um, not like one-on-one. I think we may have done like um, panels together. Alright, well, um, Email me after this, because when I saw that yesterday, I I was like, this is something I want to talk about. I never normally do responses, but then I saw you on there. I'm like, oh, it's about to get good. So uh, it's one thing I want to say, Kevin, before you let me go, if that's OK. Go ahead. You made a really great point about how like women are used and something that I often talk a lot about on my YouTube channel is how women, particularly black women, we are such like huge consumers. You mm-hmm. kind of brought up like debt and college debt, I think earlier, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like all of these agendas, they are constantly trying to sell to us, whether that's through music, whether that's through making us like slaves through more debt. And it's mm-hmm. like ridiculous. And I think that uh, uh a big reason why they don't target men as much is because women, we are way more susceptible to the media mm-hmm. and images and things mm-hmm. like that. And I could go on for that about days and days. Go back, go back to the S- go to the Ebony magazine, How to Sell to the Negro from 1950, mm-hmm. Time Life magazine, right here. All right, Ron, email me. Uh, I'm going to, I want to pass this around to some people. I think this is the beginning of a conversation. Thank you, Ma. Appreciate Thank it. You. Good job, by the way. Okay. Good job. You know, I've I've talked to women after this 1099 girlfriend quit your full-time job to work part-time for me, and I hope she doesn't mind me bringing it up. I'm not going to say her name. I talked to a woman who says she's dating a man. She likes him. But she is concerned. Her concern was that she's in so much debt. He can afford to pay her debt. He can afford to pay her half. And I'm like, now, wait a minute. And her ultimate position was she is her job is her ultimate security. It's like you could, you could get fired from this job. They could downsize you. You could be outsourced. And I had to get her to, to look at the fact that you are 
total, I mean, you're almost addicted to your job. It was like you are wholly dependent upon a check from a company that doesn't care about you. But she felt more comfortable doing that than working for working for her man who has the means, has the money, the money was put aside in an account or whatever. She just couldn't get her mind around. It was just like, and I was like, this is the this is the programming, the consumer programming, the debt programming in so many of our women. You have been made to so distrust black men that even if a black man said, here's the money, it's in an account. No one can touch it. It's legally there and it's there. You still think that there's somehow you could possibly lose. And she's like, you're right. I'm like, what is he going to do? How's he going to take the money back? But it was the fact of giving over that control. It's not the fact that she likes, it's not the fact that she likes her job. She hates her job. It's not the fact that she doesn't intellectually, it's a, it's a no brainer. This is, I can't trust anybody other than me, but you trust that job implicitly. And I was like, and I asked her this, I was like, how many times has this job let you down? They didn't train you. They didn't do what they said they were going to do. Didn't pay you right. Overworked you. Taxing you. I'm like, if this job were a boyfriend or a husband, it would be abusive. But you're loyal to it. This woman was in tears when we finished talking. I'm like, yeah, you need to think about this. It's like, so when I say women's jobs are their men, they're in toxic relationships, toxic, abusive relationships with their jobs. And they keep going back to it because they know how to do that. They don't know how to be in functional, real relationships with men. They know how to be involved in sexual relationships with men. They know how to be involved in casual relationships with men. They know how to be involved with traveling and fun relationships with men. But relationships that are real, terrifying. And yes, it's a college educated woman, very successful. Yeah. And I'm sitting back, I'm like, Jesus Christ. And I, and, and I asked this question, I was like, you think if I asked this to a Middle Eastern woman or, or Asian woman, she'd make the same choice? No. What about, a, what about Hispanic? No. White woman? No. Then why? See, this is why I said, ultimately, when it gets right down to in black relationships, black men cannot fix what ails black women. Black women must deal with the fact that you've been fed a narrative that has destroyed the black male image in your mind and you must reconstruct the black male image and change your mindset regarding your men if you want a shot at the kind of men you say you want. And you got to do it fast. Because the kind of men you say you want, men in the top 20%, actually top 15%. Top 15% men are what, $75,000 or more? 
BBLs, yeah. You're starting to see more women come out against Brazilian butt lips and all this other stuff. Man, we are, it is a good time to be a guy. It is a good time to be a guy. The global reset and the great resignation is just now getting started. So, guys, don't be surprised if you start hearing those. Uh, don't be surprised if you start hearing. Hey, big head. Hey, big head. Ladies, understand. First thing you need to do when you throw the hey, big head, you need to don't start. Don't don't open the door with no small talk. Come in apologizing. I was wrong. Let me make this up to you. Come in with some ways the way you didn't thought about how to make stuff up. Uh, in conjunction with the great resignation, we're going to talk about how to apologize. How to apologize. Because this is the big thing. Many of the women who are not in committed relationships aren't in relationships because they don't know how to be. They can't be the very man they need to be with. 13% of black men make $75,000 or more. 13. The very women, if you can't apologize, understand something. The men who can, who can pay the cost to be your boss, you've likely already fucked up with them. And this is where you're going to have to check your pride and your ego at the door. Think about it this way. It's just like going into a traditional uh, Japanese restaurant. You can't wear your shoes in here. You got to check them shits at the door. You got to kick off your pride shoes and come in here, walking in here barefoot. And then you have to learn how to apologize. Not, I'm sorry for me. I apologize for making you feel this way. I didn't mean, no, no. I'm sorry. 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 Mm -hmm. Here's what I want to do. I'm sorry. Let me make it up to you. Let me prove. Oh, yeah. Y'all going to love Wednesday. Gentlemen, you're going to love Wednesday. Ladies, you're going to hate Wednesday initially. But if you can listen to what happens Wednesday, I can save your life. Because you are dying working for your abusive boyfriend. Your toxic, abusive boyfriend is killing you. That's your job. So, <laughs> Jack in the Box, what do I want to call her? Jack in the Box, Jane in the Box, Variant in the Box. What are we going to call the Mississippi Variant? Are, are jobs killing, are jobs killing our black women? Are jobs killing our single black women? Yes. Absolutely. Oh, my God. I that's the perfect question. You, the perfect, yes, absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Should they should they yes. quit these jobs? Absolutely. Oh my God. I would that's the perfect question. You the perfect yes. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Should they learn how to apologize and fix the shit that they fucked up?
that's the perfect question. You, the perfect, yes, absolutely, yes, yes, absolutely, yes. Should they stop worrying about what their friends or single friends and everybody else says and learn how to humble themselves to the men that can help them not be killed by their relationships, their toxic, abusive boyfriends, which are their jobs? Yes, absolutely. Oh, my God. I would... That's the perfect question. You, the perfect, yes, absolutely. Yes, yes, absolutely. Yes. Will they live a better quality of life after they decide to go ahead and change their mindset and choose to actively work with and work with and build with the thorough black man? Yes, absolutely. Oh my God, I would, that's the perfect question. You, the perfect, yes, absolutely. Yes, yes, absolutely, yes, yes. <laughs> if she chooses not to do this will she die alone with her dog absolutely oh my god I would... that's the perfect question you the perfect yes absolutely yes yes absolutely yes did modern feminism Screw black women over and leave them holding the bag. Yes, absolutely. Oh my God, I would. That's the perfect question. You, the perfect yes, absolutely. Yes, yes, absolutely. Yes. When in doubt, what should you as a woman say to your man? When in doubt, what should you say to him? Yes, absolutely. Oh my God, I would, that's the perfect question. You, the perfect, yes, absolutely. Yes, yes, absolutely, yes. And if, if women start doing these things, black women in particular, will we have better outcomes in the black community, better families, better results for little boys, little girls? And our overall more enjoyable and happy, happy and fruitful experience on this little time we have on the planet. Yes, absolutely. Oh my God, I would, that's the perfect question. You, the perfect yes, absolutely. Yes, yes, absolutely. Yes, yes. Thank you, th thank you, Jack. <laughs> God damn it. Oh my God! Oh. Hmm. Okay. So there was Jarvis, and what was it after Jarvis became Vision? Was it Vanessa? I need an assistant. So, um, well, I don't want to call her Janice. Not Janice. Janice Jarvis Vanessa. I want to call her Siri or Alexis. Come up with an assistant name. <laughs> if I get an assistant, <laughs> so I can just say, uh, Janice, you're gonna work. Are you gonna do your job today? Yes, absolutely. Oh my God, I would. 
that's the perfect question. You, the perfect, yes, absolutely, yes, yes, absolutely. Yes. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to hell. I am going to hell. You guys should stop this. Shout out to Big Shirley. I'm going to hell. All right, y'all, I got to get up out of here. It's been good. It's been great. But you guys know how we do this. Till the next time, how it is. Peace. Your Godfather is gone. Oh, that's not it. That's the wrong one. Let's try that again. Is it this one? Oh, is it this one? Nope, that's not that one. It's this one. I'm addicted to the